the introduction of British jurisdiction into the Gold Coast, how the British brought their laws into the Gold Coast. It started from 1821, the West Africa Act, 1821. First, there were merchants that came to Africa. They were sent by the crown. The Danes were here, the Portuguese were here. But in 1821, they promulgated an act in England that gave them impetus to the crown, that gave impetus to the crown to take over the jurisdiction of the forts that the merchants had built in Gold Coast. So first they dissolved the committee of the company of merchants that were operating in the Gold Coast and trading and in slaves and goods, and then invested the forts and its possessions in the crown. Now, Sir Charles McCarthy arrived in Cape Coast on 28th March 1822 to assume government. He was in Sierra Leone then. In 1821, he, he was sent, and but he arrived in 1822 in Cape Coast. Then in 1824, two years after he came, the Battle of Insamankor between the British and the Ashantis. Then they killed Sir Charles McCarthy in that, that battle. Two years again, two years later, 1826, the Battle of Dodowa, they, they, they decided, they, by this time, they defeated the Ashantis. Then in 1828, they transferred the forts back to the Committee of Merchants, selected by the British government. Then George McLean was sent to the Gold Coast to become President of Council of Merchants, right, in 18... Um, 29. Then in 1843, two acts were passed to regularize British administration of some of the territories that were in the Gold Coast. So the British regularized, regularized the administration in the Gold Coast by two acts, British Settlement Act and then the Foreign Jurisdictions Act. This this will be asked in this this can be asked in exams that by what power did the British uh, impose or administer their territories in Gold Coast? And it's the British Settlements Act and then the Foreign Jurisdictions Act, right? Then in 1844, 6th March 1844, the so what the British Settlement Act did was that it empowered the Crown to legislate from the British for British settlements in West Africa. Then it also empowered the Crown to delegate its authority to resident officers. That's the British Settlement Act. Then the Foreign Jurisdictions Act empowered the Crown to exercise power all the way from Britain into the Gold Coast. That's the foreign jurisdiction. So foreign jurisdiction, like a foreign country that you can uh, can have power over. That's a, they decided by themselves. They enacted laws in their own courts that we will now go to other countries and take over. That's the Foreign Jurisdictions Act. Now, in 1844, they signed a bond with eight fancy chiefs and later 11 fancy chiefs added. Uh, the bond of 1844 said that they acknowledged the power. The power was de facto only in the forts and its attachment. It was a de facto power because the people had not uh, assented to the, 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 that law yet, that power yet. By 1844, then the, the Fatih chiefs went to 
say that okay we agree for this power to become legitimate then they also agree that human sacrifices pioneering and kidnappings uh abominable acts and should be abolished then they also agree that listen to this was agreed that the british should try serious crimes by the hand of the queen's officials the queen's judicial officers then the chiefs can only sit in council right they can only sit down in council but they cannot adjudicate over the cases so this is what the 1844 did this is what our chiefs did to us then the in third september on third september 1844 they extended the british jurisdiction areas where it had been acquired by agreement or usage then they urge respect for the local customs as may be compatible with the law of england so they said that local customs listen to us if you are compatible with the laws of england we like you but it, to to the extent of its incompatibility if it's not sound if it that it is not repugnant to common law equity and principles of justice and fairness then we will accept it but if it's incompatible with the laws and repugnant to equity common law and the principles of fairness and justice then we will not accept it all right then they appointed sir george maclean as assessor now listen to this in 1850 the danes were here by 1850 they decided that they were going to cede off their forts to the british and i know that amount was about hundred thousand pounds they gave they sold all their forts and their possessions in gold coast and left so the royal charter of 1850 later came and uh, separated gold coast from sierra leone so in the british protectorate gold coast lagos and sierra leone were all one protectorate by 1850 they separated the gold coast and sierra leone and then in 1852 some chiefs and headsmen met together to constitute the assembly of native chiefs and then what they did was that they imposed poll tax on the people 1852 their own people they started taxing them now in 1853 the supreme court ordinance establishing the supreme court with civil and criminal jurisdictions within the forts and, and, and settlements okay so now in that was in 1853 then three years later in 1856 now they said that in 1853 the jurisdiction of the supreme court was inside the forts and its adjoining settlements then in 1856 they extended this jurisdiction to other settlements outside the fort now in 1866 the gold coast charter was revoked and then placed again once under sierra leone you remember that in 1850 1851 and 1850 the charter the royal charter of 1850 they separated the gold coast of the sierra leone right now just uh, about um, six years, 18, 16 years, 1850, 1866, 16 years later, they once again brought the Gold Coast under the Sierra Leone, all right, and then they abolished the Supreme Court. Then in 1873, they formed the Fanti Confederation. The first Fanti people, Fanti chiefs formed the Confederation and had their own constitution. Then, um, the Royal Charter again in 1874. You see, in 1866, they separated, uh, they brought Gold Coast again under Sierra Leone. Listen to what they do. In 1874, that was just eight years later, they now brought 
Gold Coast again. They, they now took away Gold Coast again and made it a separate colony from the Sierra Leone. So these people were confused. Now in 1876, they, they re-established the Supreme Court. I told you in 1850, uh, uh, in 1866, they, uh, they abolished the, the Supreme Court. They, they formed it in 1853 abolished it in 1866 and formed it again in 1876 and in 1877 they moved the seat of government from cape coast to accra now there was uh, uh, after the first world war they took over the first world war british and then the french took over the togo togo volta region and togo were one it was called the transvolta togo land it was colonized by the germans but after the First World War in 1914, the British and the French took over that land, all right? And then in 1919, they, they signed the Treaty of Versailles. The Treaty of Versailles um, gave the western part, that is the Volta region, to the British, then the northern part, the eastern part, to the French, the, which, be, which is present-day Togo. Then the western Transvolta Togo land became Volta region under British protection, all right? Then, um, the, in 1935, the Gold Coast Ordinance came into force. Uh, Gold Coast Ordinance 1934 came into force. By virtue of this law, one, once, one ordinance could be enacted for the colony, Ashanti and Northern Territories. That was in 1835. And listen, very interesting. The Benz Constitution of 1946, under which the colony and Ashanti achieved representative government, that is, at least one half of the members of the legislative body were elected by the inhabitants. The Benz Constitution now said that, okay, for parliament, half, have to, half of them have to be British or Europeans, then half of them have to be elected by Ghanaians or the, the then Gold Coastians. Now, in 1947, out of that, this parliamentary representation, they formed a UGCC, which was uh, a political party. But 1949, two years later, Nkrumah broke away from the UGCC and formed the CPP. Then, um, the Gold Coast Constitution, because there was a legislature from 1946, they, in 1951, they promulgated the first British Gold Coast con- uh, Constitution of 1950. All right, but after the legislative was formed, 1950, they formed the constitution. Then in 19, that, so that was 1950 constitution. Then in 1954, there was another constitution, right? So there were two constitutions just before in this independence. Then in 1957, we made, uh, we had independence, hooray. And then we became a fully responsible, we assumed a fully responsible status under the protection of the British Commonwealth of Nations. So in 1957, there was another, another constitution. So in 1950, 1950 constitution, 1954 constitution, and then the 1957 constitution. So 1950, 1954, and then 1957 constitution. That was how we came by after, just before, uh, after independence, the, the kind of distance we had, the constitutions we had. Good?